With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Dynasty Warzone, the people's dynasty podcast and we are the flagship podcast of the dynasty football factory.com and our proud members of the dynasty football network at df underscore network on twitter and we also want to thank you for the new patreons we got a couple more new ones last week we are honored to have you hanging out with us I haven't got Jerry on there yet. It's just timing, but that's why we didn't commit to anything on a regular basis. We have dropped two podcasts. They are me flying solo, but I think you'll find them both very interesting. The first one talks about, is there a size or a sizest issue among NFL GMs and owners as it relates to wide receivers? And the other one's about Damian Williams. And I present a pros and cons, a uh, if you will, a people of the jury uh, take on Damian Williams. And last thing, make sure you check out our social media. That's at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. The Instagram, I mean, it's pictures. I mean, there are words there too. It's a little bit more, I, I like Instagram for some things and I don't like it for others. But we have accounts on both and we're out there, you know, getting after it. And then one last thing, just one little small thing, Trophy Smack. Our friends over at Trophy Smack, just click the show notes of the podcast you're listening to. And then there, there's a link to Trophy Smack. You go over there, you, you, you buy yourself a trophy, and not yourself. I mean, you can say it's yours until the 2019 season starts. But get your league a kick-ass trophy. They, they, they've got the perennial trophy where the topper comes off. Last year's champion gets to keep it. You buy a new topper every year. And the base is the base. You can have you know little custom plaques made for it. And if you use our code DWZRING, you get a free ring. It's like a $59.99 value. You know, you can put this thing on a chain. You can wear it around your neck. You can be a gangster. But again, just make sure you go to trophysmack.com, enter in the promo code DWZ ring, and hook your league up with something nice. And speaking of gangsters, and speaking of something nice, he's here with me tonight. He is the man of the hour, the man. With the power, he is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's going on, buddy? The only reason I have so much street cred as a gangster is because I get to talk with you every single week, Randy. You know, it's one of those things that just, uh, it's on the internet. So now that you are the man of the hour and the man with the power, it's just, that's just who you are. So um, I'm trying I'm trying to create one for myself, but you can't give yourself a nickname. It's like the law in, in like in guy code. You know, I'm thinking of like a professional gentleman of leisure, if you know what that translates to, uh, a global icon and national treasure. That's a giant. A lot of people like the term goat, like our buddy JD over at the Goat District podcast. But uh, that's giant. It's another acronym. It's a little bit of fun. But I'm just Memphis. You know, Memphis is the nickname that I got. So uh, th- th- that's what I'm rolling with. But uh, Jerry, do you know who our special guest is tonight? Uh, I do. I do. But enlighten the people. We have no guest. So um, my personal, I guess, and professional life is just going crazy. And 
I, I was not able to record at our normal night and time. So our, our guest for the week, uh, we've got rebooked for, you know, later in the off season. Tonight, it's just going to be me and Jerry. And this, I guess, breaks a streak. Although we'll still be, it's Wednesday, so you're listening to the Dynasty Warzone. Hey, how about that? Because uh, we don't miss our Wednesdays. But, you know, we've been going back to just after the Super Bowl. We, we've not had a guest. Not not had a guest. We've had the fellas, Nick Whalen, Matt Waldman, Travis May, Shane Manella twice. I, mean, I could go on and on and on. But I won't. Go to the archives of whatever platform you're listening to and just download all those shows and enjoy them because there's been a ton of of amazing guests most recently last week Doug Eddy of the Dynasty Happy Hour and speaking of the Dynasty Happy Hour but they dropped a show on Monday and it was fantastic I loved the concept so they had our buddy Salito we've had Sal on right Jerry yes we have I love Sal Sal is hilarious he's the character uh, amazing dude and he is a uh, I don't want to say recently but he's been a bachelor for a little bit and he's a big fan of Tinder and they ask him to do some tendering as it relates to rookies and their uh, ADP and some startup drafts. So just go over to our friends at the Dynasty Happy Hour, check them out, listen to the last week's show. I think it's episode 169, ironically. And it is a it is a funny episode. So Jerry, you've been in the middle of the Listener League, which we're going to get into, but how's that been going? What round are you guys in? Uh, give me some good. details. Let's see. We're we've been going pretty good. So we are in the middle of the twenty first round. It was a little challenging at first because we have one person that lives in Australia. We have one person that is living with his girlfriend or his wife in Hanover, Germany. So we have a wide array of time zones. So it's like some guys can pick when others are sleeping and then other guys can't. But we've actually gotten through twenty one rounds pretty quickly. We've only had two timeouts that I've had to change, which is good considering all that but we're we're cruising i have had a weird draft to tell you the truth randy i got the first pick that was not on purpose for those that are in this league that was completely randomized but i i took a bunch of guys that i have never taken before damian williams is on my team tyreek hill i took mark ingram i took well, well i'm gonna cut you off and say we'll save that for just a little bit because I've got a whole segment. I, I look through the first three rounds. I've got uh, I've got my favorite teams. I've got some blue collar teams. I've got man. I tell you what, I'm really really proud of of the listeners of this podcast. I didn't look at one roster out of the twelve and think, oh my god, what in the what <laughs> yeah, in the no, what, there's, what there's in the blue poop, hell have you no done? No poop sandwiches. Yeah, and I, I love a league like that. You know, um, you know, you and I both played a lot of poker in our younger days. And, and the poker expression is, is if you sit down at the table and can't spot the sucker in the first few minutes, you are the sucker. And I looked at this group and I'm like, man, I, I like everybody's draft. I mean, I can only, the picture you sent me, I could only send, uh, excuse me, see three rounds, but I was like, that's solid. But before we get into all that, we're going to, we're going to talk about, um, all of the rookie drafts that Jerry and I've been through so far and this listener league. But first we got to get to the news. Ready for some news? Let's do it. This is the news. All right, so a little bit of news, and, and actually, I don't want to say there's a lot of news, but there's more news than you would think. A lot of teams are in OTAs, and not OT, but like, you know, rookie minicamp and, and the such. So that being said, we're going to jump into Zeke Elliott. My man over the weekend got cuffed and stuffed at, a, I think it's an EDM music festival. Did, did you see this tweet, Jerry? I saw a little bit of it. I didn't read into it because I was at work when I saw it. But yeah, Zeke going to do... Listen, Zeke, you don't, you don't want to get in trouble like this? Don't be at an EDM concert in Las Vegas. Well, I, I, I've heard some people say that it's much ado about nothing. That, you know, it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. He wasn't arrested, but I don't think he was ever charged last time. He, was, he allegedly assaulted that young lady and he got six games. This is a second, I guess we'll call it act of violence, because this obviously was not a domestic violence, but this is a second act of violence, and this one's on tape. It wasn't horrible. i seen some uh, obvious Zeke owners on Twitter trying to mealy-mouth it a little bit, make it sound like it wasn't that big of a deal, but, you know, Kareem Hunt, it was against a woman, so anytime that, as, as a... Anybody, you, you put your hands on anybody, but as a man putting your hands on a woman, you know, that that was a slam dunk 10 games for Kareem Hunt. So 
I, th- I think Zeke is really facing a suspension. Do, do you think so? I had to see, like I said, I didn't really dig into a whole bunch of it, but you get arrested. You and you have had well, well, these he didn't get arrested issues before. I don't. I, would I be surprised? Hell no. And at this point, like, could Jernigan have hit it any more on the head the, with the knucklehead factor? I mean, at some point, you got to be sick of the guy's headaches. It's just like he's great when he plays football. Oh my God, he is good. But this is a headache. This is like Le'Veon Bell, you know, a year or two ago when you're just you're worrying about nonsense. This is the thing. So as as a Zeke owner, I have one share. It's actually in that Debbie League that I just roped you into. What what I'm hoping is this blows over and he gets back to football and I can cash out for full price. I, I am done. I got burned by one share of Tyreek Hill. I've got Zeke. These guys with, you know, especially if they got multiple shenanigans and knuckleheadedness on their record i i'm tired of getting burned i'm out here trying to win championships not and i know that you can have one you remember the old herm edwards the rule of one you know one one woman in your life one house one chain you, you can have one knucklehead on your team but uh i've got a buddy keith and on one team he's got tyreek hill joe mixon zeke elliott and a couple other like robbie anderson he's got a couple other knuckleheads He's got like the '80s Miami Hurricanes on his as a team. That's exactly right, and, and you know, and that's like a like a boiling you know tea kettle. At some point, it's gonna go off. So I'm kind of over guys like that. But don't Jerry say it with me. Don't Jerry go say it with me. What am I not saying with you? Say say don't don't jump jump off a bridge off a bridge and sell Zeke Elliott for dirt cheap. And yeah, because no, you know who that is. Do- That's a Shane Manila move. That That's is a Shane Manila move. That that is. So if you're in a league with Shane Manila and he's got Zeke, <laughs> slide up in them DMs. But uh, we're going to move over to another NFC East running back, and that's Darius Geis. Came out today on Roto World that that he's uh, looking to be ready for camp. They're just trying to make sure that the quad and the muscles and everything around that surgically repaired ACL that he also had some infection issues with. Uh, should be good to go for camp. Jerry, you got any guys and are you worried? No, I love Darius guys. I'm so excited for Darius guys. Just listen to the giddiness in my voice. That is what I feel for Darius guys in my heart and my soul. I can't express that anymore. Yes, I'm excited. D- did it mean anything uh, to see that report? Not really, because I sort of figured it. I mean, the guy went down in the first preseason game. He had so long to get back. I listen when they took Bryce love, it scares me a little, but Bryce love is injury prone and Bryce love fell on his face last year. Darius guys has yet to fall on his face. He crushes other people's face while the ball is tucked in his arm. And that's what I want to see. I am really curious to see this, this Washington offense. I want to see everybody healthy, everybody there at once. I want to see guys. Um, we're going to talk about their quarterback situation. Guys, Haskins, um, the other guy, it starts with an H, Harmon. Harmon, uh, Trey Quinn in the slot. I, I just want to see this offense uh, in the preseason. I just I, Not so much in camp, but like in game two or three of the preseason. I'll be really curious to see what it looks like. And I'll go ahead and stay in Washington before I kick it back to some injury news. Um, it looks like Case Keenum is first in line to get the uh, first cracks as the starter in Washington. Do you buy this? We, we've heard this song and dance before. Do, do I buy that he'll get the first crack? Yeah, I totally buy it. Do I buy that he's going to be the starter? No, absolutely not. You don't You don't take a quarterback like Dwayne Haskins at 15 overall over a guy that has, you know, he's, I don't, I don't want to be cliche and say a journeyman, but he is. I mean, he's, we're talking about, you know, where was he at? Houston and Minnesota. And it, he's just, he's been bouncing everywhere. He's never stuck. And there's a reason he's never stuck. Because he's not that guy. He's a little stopgap guy until you get your young guy ready. And that's going to be Dwayne Haskins. He is going to be the future for at least a few years till we can see what he can do. Is he going to play the first game? You know, maybe. Maybe Keenan plays the first game. We'll see. But I'm not betting on it. You know, there are two schools of thought about, you know, guys like Haskins and Case Keenum. There's the most recent success story of Patrick Mahomes. Sat the entire year behind. I don't want to call Alex Smith a journeyman. That wouldn't be fair 
to Alex Smith. He was a number one overall pick, and and, and you know had some but good not years. Not a sexy quarterback. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So so you can make a case for sitting Haskins the entire year, letting him learn from a journeyman, and and you know Case is a pro. And then there's also the Andrew Luck, the Matthew Stafford. Throw him out there and let let let's see what we got. He came from a big boy program in Ohio State, so I I could see this, but. I just really want to see this office, but back to Geis. I love Geis. I have one share. I'm not moving based on the news. I'm just going to hold. You only lose value. If I'm going to sell, what do we always say? Wait for something good to happen, then sell. Um, we're going to stay in the NFC, but we're going to go out west and talk about Christian Kirk. Uh, he you know, had a foot injury that shut him down. Looks like he's on track for OTAs. Are you nervous as a Kirk owner? I know you're a Kirk fan. Are you uh you a little nervous with this? You know, they they drafted Andy Isabella pretty high. They drafted Hakeem Butler. Obviously, Larry Fitz is still there. They got the official tight end of the Dynasty War Zone, Ricky Seals at Jones. You you, you think Kirk's gonna get the target volume to be fantasy, you know, viable this year? Uh it, here's the thing. I think either him or Andy Isabella is. It, but I think the other one's not going to be. And Christian Kirk was not drafted by that coach is not what that coach wanted. It was Andy Isabella in that spot that he wanted there. And they all are going to be second fiddle to Larry Fitzgerald, at least until 2020. Uh, Am I scared? Yeah. I, uh, Randy, how the hell could you not be? I, I, I was talking with Josh Johnson, fellow dynasty football factory guy before the show and, and he was asking me if I was still a Ricky Seals Jones fan. I was like, I don't know who, who's the target monster. In That's er- the issue. Thank you. Outside of David Johnson, I don't, don't even think Larry Fitzgerald's guaranteed that many targets. I think Kyler Murray, and I actually think Baker's a lot like this in Cleveland as well. I think they're just going to throw to the open guy. You know, th- they're not worried about feeding that that number one target. I think Baker more so than Kyler in that you got to feed OBJ. But in Arizona, it's like... Just throw the dude who's opened the ball. And and I, I see a lot of that. I see Kyler, you know, scrambling about. He's a you know pretty shifty little fella. And, you know, he just moves around long enough for someone to uncover and he hits him. You know, I don't think anyone's guaranteed, you know, 120, 130 plus targets. So could be interesting times. So if you can still get out of, you know, Christian Kirk at at a reasonable value, you know, especially with the rookie drafts going on, now might be the time. But if, if Kirk's gonna be ready for OTAs, I'll tell you who's not. And that's Hollywood Brown. Um, coming off the Liz Frank injury in his foot, he will not participate. They're hoping to have him back for minicamp. Uh, any, any, uh, anything with you on Hollywood? You know, that's sort of why I was down on him in the first place. You know, other, other, he gets drafted by the Ravens, and then you have a Liz Frank injury, which is not something that someone with his skill set needs because you need to be able to cut. You need to be able to plant your foot and cut and when it feels like you're ripping your foot in half every time you do it, you're not going to be the same player. And that's what he needs. He's not going to beat people with anything outside of his speed and his quick route running ability. It, it, he's not going to be physical and just manhandle somebody. So it worries me. Uh, but, you know, he's sort of at a discounted price as it is. So I don't I don't think he's going to get much cheaper if he does. Hallelujah. But I've, I've got a couple shares of him just because he's cheap. I mean, you don't get taken in the first round of the NFL draft unless you're drafted by the Detroit Lions and are a bad player. Will you stop it? I know you're talking about my man Hawkinson. I can't let it go, but you know what? (laughs) I'm not not talking about high. I'm just bashing on my dreadful organization. I'm excited for Hawkinson. Don't let my trash talk fool you. Well, speaking of Hawkinson, uh, me and friend of the show, Tyler Gunther, we made a trade last week and in the uh, UDPL, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. And it was the fairest trade I think I've ever been a part of, at least according to Twitter. It had like 400 and some odd votes. Uh, I won. Oh, yeah, I, I quote unquote won uh, 51% to 49. I sent TJ Hawkinson. This is a tight end premium league. I sent TJ Hawkinson and Hollywood Brown, and I got back Paris Campbell and. Irv Irv Smith, Smith. yeah, Irv Smith Jr. And we split it right down the middle. Uh, In this league, obviously, I think Hawkinson's better than the tight ends I have. I've got Jordan Cook. I've got a big fan, Austin Hooper. I've got Gusecki. Now I've got Irv Smith. So I've got tight end covered. I mean, Cook and 
Hooper were tight ends five and six or something like that last year. So I'm cool at tight end. Uh, uh, Tyler loves Hawkinson. I love Paris Campbell. I'm a Colts fan. So um, good good segue, but I'm going to kick out of that to one of my favorite quarterbacks. Speaking of redheads, not named Tyler, but Carson Wentz, two, be limitless in OTAs. I'm very excited because you keep hearing back and forth, speaking of back, about his back. You you a Wentz guy? Because I am, and I'm very excited for this offense. Absolutely. And I am also excited for this offense. I, it, this, I, I feel like I say it on every show we do, Randy. It's the same situation as the Andrew Luck incident a few years ago. He just, people forget that he is actually good at football and looked great. I mean, we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes and all the things he's done and all the hype he's getting. That was Carson Wentz a few years ago. It was Deshaun Watson the year before. It was Carson Wentz the year before that. It, I like Carson Wentz, and I'm super excited to see him throw to Alshon Jeffrey and J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Now he's got Miles Sanders dumped the ball to. Oh my goodness gracious, brotherly love! And you forgot. I think he's 33 or 34, but he still moves like he's in his late 20s, and that's Deshaun Jackson. And that's hey, a that, and, that, that's and a great if component. Carson Wentz can just cock it and let it go to him. <laughs> Hello, baby. Uh, D- Deshaun Jackson would have had a better statistical season last year, but. He, he got off to a decent start with Fitzmagic, and Jameis, for the last two years, just by like millimeters, fractions of a, of a measurement, just couldn't connect with that guy. So I'm very excited. I don't think I would be starting Deshaun Jackson outside of the deepest of leagues. But just a point to, to realize, he's got the two tight ends, Goddard and Ertz. He's got, J, to your point, J.J. Arcego-Whiteside, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar is still there. You've got Deshaun Jackson. I love the offense. I love Doug Peterson, you know, there as the, you know, the mastermind behind it all. So uh, why not? Jerry, we've hit every other team in the NFC East. Let's wrap it up with the Giants. Looks like Eli stole the starter. I'm filing this one away under no kidding. Uh, This has been the news all along. It's not stopping me from snapping up Daniel Jones out there. I'll talk about that when we review rookie drafts here in a minute. I don't have much to say. It really doesn't impact anyone's value in New York. But if you've got Eli, uh, what I'm doing, I'm either A, trying to combine Eli and Daniel Jones on my Superflex rosters. And if I miss out on Daniel Jones, but I still have Eli, which I do in the draft that we're actually wrapping up right now, I'm trying to ship Eli off to that owner. You know, I I think Eli and Daniel Jones is something you want to own a package of. You you agree? I agree. Because you never know how long you're going to get Eli for. This is true, you know, and if you hold on to Daniel Jones, maybe, you know, you're expecting him to start this year and there is a very good chance that he doesn't at all. And, you know, that's the way things go in New York. He could be totally Mahomes, just like Patrick. Uh, And then former Colt and guy I'm a big fan of old horse face Peyton Manning. Uh, Word on the street is, is that, you know, the Jets want them to be their GM and I heard today on a non-football related you know, radio show that he's interested in this job. Last week, of course, like I said, if we record the Dynasty Warzone, news is going to drop right after we do. The Jets fired uh, McCagnan, their former GM. Gase is in there on the, in, you know, on the interim thing. It came out that he was not a fan of the Lev Bell or C.J. Mosley signings. Not so much the players, but the amount of cash they were given. For whatever reason, you know, uh, Peyton Manning likes Adam Gase. I, I think this is just earmarked for what's that show on uh, HBO? Uh, hard Knocks. This feels like a Hard Knocks waiting to happen. Do you agree? Yeah, I can see that. Lots of juicy drama. Yeah, but you know, for right now, it doesn't change any Jets dynasty values. I still like Sam Darnold a lot. I still like Chris Herndon. I still like Robbie Anderson. Uh, if you can get Lev Bell right, I don't have a problem with him. Uh, my only fear about Lev Bell, not so much the out of shape thing or the smoke and weed thing or has it played football in like 18 months thing. It's the fact that if Adam Gase hates you, you don't tend to produce. See Drake, comma Kenyon. And my last story is a little T.Y. Hilton news. Look for him to be limited this offseason. Uh, he played a majority of last year with a high ankle sprain. Not surprising. This is a team with uh, deep playoff aspirations. I don't want to go as far as to say a Super Bowl. I mean, just in 2017, they were like 3-13. and 13, But Andrew Luck's back. They've packed this offense full of weapons. The defense looks better. And uh, so this doesn't surprise me. I, if you can use this to pry T.Y. Hilton away at a reasonable price, I would do so. Do you agree, Jerry? 
Yeah, and, you know, exactly like you're saying, they're not trying to win the first three games of the season. They want to win the last three weekends of the season. And T.Y. Hilton, just doing T.Y. Hilton things, even with a high ankle sprain, that dude is just, he's something, man. I think he was like 14th or 15th last year in points, because he missed like two and a half, three games. I think he was 14th in like points per game among wide receivers. So he's only going into his age 29 season. So I think there's still plenty of good years left for T.Y. I think you get at least 19, 20, and probably 21 uh, at at least a wide receiver two level. So if you can get T.Y. for a decent price, I'm doing it. A couple of IDP notes. Uh, Ruben Foster, even when he's not being a dumbass, this guy can't win. He tore his ACL in practice today, and he gone. He, he's at least going to miss all of 2019. This is a guy who's, I think he's played like five or six games his entire career between the alleged domestic violence and injuries. And Have you seen a bigger bust on the defensive side of the ball in recent memory? I wanted the Lions to draft him, so I'm surprised that we didn't and have to deal with that. But and, and yeah, he was mocked to the Colts. It's something, man. Yeah, he was mocked to the Colts. Speaking of the Colts and, and defensive guys, Gerald McCoy was cut today or is going to be cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that's a guy as a rotational piece the Colts still have the most cap room in the NFL I'd be interested in seeing McCoy in the uh, the blue and white uh, yeah, I bet you would I, I, I can't say I blame Tampa Bay they were I think the most cash strapped team in the NFL so this has been coming for a while they have been rumored to try to trade him but this is what happens when not just real GMs but dynasty GMs if you tip your hand to go back to poker for just a second, and you tip your mitt that you're looking to sell a guy, you're giving away value. You know, it like the, we'll go back to the Zeke thing. I'll just use that or the Geist thing with the with the knee injury. If you put it out there, I'm sick of Zeke Elliott, and I'm just selling for the highest, you know, the highest bidder. You're not going to maximize value. Be cool. Remember your ABCs. Always be cool. And wait. Sit back. Lay back. Let this, you know. Chill for a minute, find a Zeke owner, or excuse me, a Zeke fan, and unload this guy. This is no, this is no different. So, uh, last IDP story, Patrick Peterson, old PP, that's his nickname, PP. He, he got caught with some uh, some bad stuff coming out of his PP. <laughs> it was a mask. Like a pro. Like a professional, Jerry. Look at this microphone. Uh, <laughs> he got caught with a masking agent, so it's not been announced what performance-enhancing drug he had. The, what he got caught with was a substance after the fact trying to hide whatever it is. Um, the old ready clean. The old ready clean. Um, to keep this thing above board, this is an actual product. So uh, throw this in your Google machine, the Wizinator. And I, I, I can't remember, the, I can't remember the, the Minnesota Vikings player who got stopped with one of these things. Basically, it's a prosthetic device. Manhood. <laughs> thank you. That, 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 that they sell with dried urine, like powdered urine that you add water to, you put it in this gimmick, and then when you uh, go to urinate for a doctor, it looks like you're, you're doing your business with your business. So um, maybe he got caught with one of those. I don't know, but uh, this is what happens when you're playing for millions of dollars and you're a super competitive guy like I'm sure Patrick Peterson is. But he'll have plenty of time to think about what he's done. He's banned for six games. Do you believe this? No, but I mean, uh, <laughs> I hope it is the Wizenator. That's what I hope for Indy. That would be amazing. So, all right. So, without without uh, any further ado, we're going to jump into these rookie picks. That's a little bit of a long news segment, but guys, it's the off season. We're past rookie drafts. We're we're heading into the the dog days of. Summer, mm-hmm. June, June, and then July, you know, the end of July, you know, training camp and whatnot, we'll get going. But you know what? We'll be here each and every week and we'll, we'll try to make this as fun as we can. So just want to recap our rookie drafts. I've been through seven of nine leagues, I've got two left to go. One, I have no picks, and I'm so over this class that I, <laughs> I, I'm good. I say that now, I'll probably wind up trading up because that's just how I roll. But uh, I just want to do a little. You can't re- just watch people. It's, it's too boring it, it's, to do that. It's, it's hard, you know. It's it's hard being the voyeur on the on the sidelines, just just taking it and all in. I'll, I'll let the people know that Randy will. Randy has all options for his picks. Sometimes yeah. I see a guy and I'll just pick immediately as soon as I'm on the clock. That is not the person that Randy is. It, you know, it, I, it I texted him the other day because he's one pick ahead of me. I said, "Who are you picking?" 
said, I'm trying to trade down. I don't know yet. Yeah, everybody, you know, it's one of those picks where like, oh, you should have traded down. Well, no kidding. Huh. I wish <laughs> I'd have thought of that, dumbass. Of course I thought of it. But, if you, you know, it's just like everybody said when the Raiders drafted Cleveland Farrell, I think at 104, they were like, well, they should have traded back. Well, it's not, not that easy, guys. If I could have traded back, I sure would have. I was trying. I, I, I was out there, you know, I was, you know, chopping it up, trying to, trying to get something going. So what I did was, is I, I took my seven drafts, and Jerry will, 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 will recap his here in just a minute. And then we're going to talk about the listener league. But I've, I've drafted or acquired 28 total different rookies. Um, only managed to get shares of two quarterbacks. That would be uh, Locke and Daniel Jones. My most owned guy, our guys, uh, is uh, I, I have three guys that I have three shares of. I've got three shares of Alexander Madison, three shares of Terry McLaren. Now, that's to be expected because that's my, my man crush in 2019. And then an unexpected man crush in, in Gary Jennings Jr. So Madison, I've gotten three shares, uh, got one at 306. And ironically, as we've gotten further away from the NFL draft, uh, the price has gone up. So I got him, the first draft, I got him at 306, then at 302, and most recently at 210. So his price has creeped up a tick. Uh, Terry McLaren, much the same. My first draft, I got him at 401, then 304, then 212. Now I had some later picks of the draft where I got him at 212. But this was, again, the UDPL, and I know that Dynasty Rich of the Dynasty Nerds, as well as some other guys, are, are McLaren guys. So what do we say? Get your guy. So, so those are my most own, uh, owned guys, Madison, McLaren, and Jennings Jr. Jennings Jr., I got one share at uh, 501. I got him once as an undrafted free agent via um, waivers, free agent acquisition budget, and then once at the 403. Um, I got him at the 403 because that draft was concurrent with Doug Baldwin getting cut slash retired. So, of course, that drove the price up on him. Uh, I haven't had a chance to do a lot in undrafted free agency outside of a couple of leagues. Waivers haven't ran yet. But some UDF free, uh, UDFA, some undrafted free agents that I've acquired. And this first name I, I hate to mention because he's out there in about every league but one. And that's Demarier Crockett of the Houston Texans. He is my AFC's version of Bruce Anderson. Now, Bruce Anderson I have two shares of as well. I mean, Crockett is literally Lamar Miller and Deonta Foreman away from real relevance in that Houston backfield. Uh, so I, I think he's worth some some fab out there. I uh, got Penny Hart. I was a bit of a fan of him, as was some of our uh, draft Nick buddies you know, that came on. So I got him as a UDFA for my Colts. And then Cody Thompson. Cody Thompson is a wide receiver out of Toledo. He was my favorite wide receiver out of Toledo, but not the NFLs. The NFLs was Deontay Thomas Thompson, who went to the Steelers. But I, I liked Cody Thompson pre-draft. And, he, you know, he's on the Kansas City Chiefs. And let's be honest, their wide receiver core is McCole Hardman is... Sammy Watkins, uh, Demarcus Robinson, and why can't this kid get a chance? So if he lands, he makes a roster spot. He's worth a couple of bucks a fab. And then the one that I really, really like, this is the, the last UDFA that I'll talk about, is Preston Williams out of Miami, wide receiver. Uh, this guy could have been, at the minimum, a, a day two pick. Could have been a day one pick, as talented as he was. Uh, was a highly recruited high school player, went to Tennessee, Ran into some off-the-field stuff. We talked about that earlier, but I got this guy for free. Maybe you can, too. Uh, that's a name to remember, Preston Williams, uh, G of the Aussie guys, good friend of mine and the show. He scooped him up in the one league. We're in together. And then I'll wrap this up with saying uh, my not-owned guys, guys that I have managed to acquire zero shares of, Josh Jacobs, Enkeel Harry, uh, Monty, David Montgomery, Kyler Murray, Noah Fant, uh, Dwayne Haskins, Andy Isabella, and Jace Sternberger. So of, of those guys, of those eight guys, the three guys that I could really care less about owning, Kyler Murray, Noah Fant, and Haskins. The quarterbacks, I, I'm usually in good shape in my Superflex leagues to where I wouldn't have to have these guys. They would be QB3s for me. I think Haskins has more long-term upside than Kyler. I think Kyler will come out white hot 
and then the league will catch on, and then I don't think he'll be as white hot. And then Noah Fant, this will piss some people off, but that's kind of what I do. Someone tell me the difference between Noah Fant and, and Mike Gusecki. The only thing someone could uh, remind me of is breakout age. You know, whoop-dee-doo. They're both exceptional athletes. They're both meh blockers, and they're both meh route runners. Um, I've heard some say that Fant runs better routes than Gusecki. That's cool. Uh, people like the landing spot. But I didn't get any Noah Fant, even in my tight end premiums. My heart's not broken. Um, I would have liked to have gotten an, Iz- uh, an Andy Isabella or a Jay Sternberger, but I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, heartbroken. Uh, my biggest reach was uh, McCole Hardman at the 1.05. Yes, I will own up. I will put my hand in the air, but it was one of my last drafts. I really, really, really wanted to share. The guy right behind me had Tyreek Hill, and I know that this was going to be the trigger he was going to pull. So I reached. It's a 1QB. It's a non-tight end premium. It's a half point PPR. And I was like, what the hell? Put my money where my mouth is. I know it was a reach, but I know I couldn't have got him later. So um, that was my biggest reach. We'll see how I I pay that one off. And my biggest steal was J.J. Arcego-Whiteside. Got him at the 3.05 in... Um, a league I'm in with the fellas and G and John Sheps and a bunch of guys. Uh, now this is IDP, this is Superflex, and this is tight end premium where you have to start two. So there's some there's some noise in there, but I got him at the 305. If you factor out the defensive players in there, I got him at the 302. I think that's the biggest steal. I see JJ Arcego Whiteside going routinely even in tight end premium leagues, uh, 110 to 112. So. That was by far my biggest steal, but that, that's the wrap-up of my guys. Um, I kind of stuck to my draft board. I did get an A.J. Brown. I got him at 113. Got a couple of shares of both Devin Singletary and Justice Hill. You know my motto. I like to draft running backs and trade for wide receivers later. And then Bruce Anderson, I already mentioned, I got two shares of him in the very last pick of the fifth round, both of them at the 512. Got me a little bit of Bruce Anderson and one tight end that I uh, I threw a one dart at, and that was in that again that tight end premium start too, was Dawson Knox. Uh, big fan. I, I love the kid's athleticism. Didn't have the college production, but you know what? As a pass catcher, you wouldn't either if you had teammates named DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. So that's a recap of the seven drafts that I've been through. Thought I'd share that with you guys. You can go back and listen to some previous shows. You can say, oh, you know what? He did stick to his draft board. You know what? He did reach. Um, and then Daniel Jones. I got two shares of him. I talked about him on the uh, Goat District podcast last week. I am a fan, but that is my draft round, uh, rookie roundup review, if you will. I'm going to throw it over to the man of the hour with uh, some man of the power. Okay. I've had a weird... I So I am not nearly as organized as Randy is because that's how I live my life. I like to wing it. Here's the thing. I have multiple shares. You said you don't have Kyler Murray. You don't have Josh Jacobs. I have them in a couple leagues. I have one team that was a orphan uh, from last year. I took over. I wanted to find bad teams and I wanted to try and challenge myself. So I took two orphans, one of which is just unbelievably God awful. And I ended up trading the little few assets that I had to who I thought would be the worst team so I could get early first. And I ended up with the first, second and third pick. So I just traded the third pick and a second round pick for Amari Cooper. Thank you very much. That was easy money. Um, So I don't know what I'm going to do with that one. That's the only rookie draft I have still that I haven't started, but I did take it in the uh, orphan, the other orphan. I went Kyler Murray and I went Josh Jacobs, you know, I poo-pooed on Josh Jacobs a lot, but I like to, you know, diversify my wealth a little bit, if you will. Uh, I've got, you know who I don't have, Randy, that I love is Miles Sanders. Out of all my rookie drafts, I have no Miles Sanders. It's It breaks my heart a little. I, I, made, I made one share happen. I made one share happen. Uh, I almost got Jacobs. In that draft that we're wrapping up now, it looks like it's got about eight picks left to go in this draft. I, could, I couldn't get the trigger pulled. I wanted to. So yeah, I couldn't get Jacobs. You couldn't get Sanders. What, what else have you, uh, have you found? So I think you have sold me on McCole Hardman. With your tweet recently that talked about all the, you know, the production that's leaving that offense, and we all know Patrick Mahomes is still going to get it to somebody. He's been my pick. Once, once we hit that 
tier that drops once we get by those first three running backs. We get by the first, you know, wide receiver. I, I can I can tell you what, a lot. I can tell you what pick that is in, in, in a, t- a tight end premium super flex league. That's pick one ten because uh, I was on the clock yesterday at one ten and I debated taking him there. You took him right behind me at one eleven. Th- this is a league where I needed more running back help than wide receiver help, so I actually went Daryl Henderson. But I definitely looked at Hardman. I, I think that is the tier break, and I, th- I think he's the guy. And. That's what I'm saying. His his upside is just there. I mean, we were just on the GOAT District podcast, and if you want to listen to that, we go into vast detail about why we think he is that guy at the end of the first round. We, like, hijacked the show, me and you and Shane Manella. We hijacked the GOAT District podcast for about five minutes, and uh, we wiffle ball, you know, like a tennis match back and forth. We were just volleying them back and forth. I'm a big fan. Jerry's kind of... A big fan. You're, you Shane. got me on board. I mean, my teams are saying that I must be a fan because I keep taking him. I took him in the listener league. <laughs> All those people saw it. Uh, Paris Campbell. So in the league we are in with the fellas that I just joined, the TFFG league, I tried to take DK Metcalf, but you know that got overturned because the guy in front of me timed out, and I was a gentleman and a scholar and let him have him. And well, well, I got that, Paris that, that, Campbell, so hopefully that works out for me. That's how you become the man of the hour. Yeah, well, I figured I'd have a little bit of good juju. Just you know, a little you know bit. what? Maybe maybe on the Patreon show, maybe we can record a quick Patreon when this is over. Um, you like McCall Hardman, and I like Paris Campbell, and you like Miles Sanders, and I have Hardman and Sanders in that league you just referenced, and you have Paris Campbell, of whom I'm a fan. Maybe on a Patreon show, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll live debate a trade. Oh, okay, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, who else do I have multiples of? KJR Seagull Whiteside, for sure. He's always my guy. I like guys that catch touchdowns. And I, uh, he was one of my first Debbie picks, too. And he actually turned in to be a good rookie pick, so a soft spot in my heart for him. Uh, I don't have any A.J. Brown. And I... I'm not upset really at it. And AJ Brown was my wide receiver too coming into the draft. I just really hate Tennessee. I, it, it, there's nothing more to it than that. If you take him, if all the listeners take him, I have no beef with you. When someone takes him, I usually go, that's a good pick. I just personally, I don't want to trust Marcus Mariota. I bought Corey Davis. Like he was the sexiest, best cooked steak that was ever in a window and it just, it came out. And as Randy would say, it was tougher than a waffle house pork chop mm. and I just can't mm, do mm, it. Mm. Well, I, <laughs> I, I will tell you this. If you can get an AJ Brown, here's why I like AJ Brown. Um, I forget. I think it was Shane last week who said that Marcus Mariota has a hard time feeling his fingers and throwing a football. You know, you know who could really use a good slot receiver and, and make him really relevant? And I don't know if it's as much as this guy as a quarterback as, or it was Adam Gase as a play caller, but that would be Ryan Tannehill. I really think, and I know that the, they have Taiwan Taylor there and there's another slot you know, type-ish wide receiver, uh, T- Tajay Sharp, who, who could play on the slot as well. Man, if I'm the Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the Titans, I'm putting A.J. Brown in the slot a lot. He's, uh, he's built like a running back. You know, but just an amazing wide receiver. And I think there's going to be a lot of people. Um, I've heard a lot of people, not, not me, I've never had this as an original thought, but they think that he could be this year's Juju, a guy that we're all down on coming into the year because when Juju came out, a lot of owners were down on him. And A.J. Brown could – I'm not saying he's going to be Juju. Write that down. Memphis did not say A.J. Brown's going to be Juju. <laughs> but he could have that type of um, production – I just I don't know. I, I like it. I, obviously, Mariota and Tannehill are not Big Ben, but man, if, if you can get him where he's going, I got one share. I got him at the one point thirteen, which is like a bonus thirteenth pick league. Um, but that's like the two hundred one. If you can get him there, get get you a share. I mean, I ain't mad at you. Another thing, I have also not really taken tight ends. I have one T.J. Hawkinson share. That's in a home league with a whole bunch of Lions fans. So I'm just sort of banking that, you know, he has a two touchdown game within the first month and everyone thinks he's George Kittle and I can just reap the benefits of that. As far as Noah Fant, I might have one share. I don't really, I don't think so. I don't think I took Noah Fant and it's nothing against Noah Fant. I like him, but 
he's he's going too early for my blood. I I have a few Herb Smiths. I have a few Jay Sternbergers. Uh, you know who's getting weirdly, weirdly un, undraft, underdrafted, excuse me, is Drew Sample. This was a second-round pick for the Cincinnati Bengals in an offense that features the tight ends quite a bit in the red zone. Well, and and, well, well fifth round undrafted. I agree and I disagree. That was under previous offensive regime, whether it was uh, Hugh Jackson or um, Bill Lazor. But they have a they have a new head coach and offensive philosophy. So, I, but I will say this: that that that's my 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 con, my pro. I like Tyler Eifert, Notre Dame guy, Indiana boy. Not the healthiest cat around. So, and they obviously paid up for him. They've obviously got a plan for him. He's a very good blocker. But I, I I'm hearing good things, you know, in Cincinnati about him. So, um, I I agree and slightly, Nisney, very very slightly disagree. Yeah, I mean. And at that at the point you're getting him, I mean, we're talking fifth round of your rookie drafts, undrafted, you know, free agents. I'm I'm scooping him. I mean, he's a second round pick. We'll we'll take a shot if you're, you know, if it's gonna be CJ Uzuma or whoever it is, Tyler Croft or whoever, you know, then I'll dump him. But you know, I've been going big into him. Um Jared Stidham, not a huge fan of him, but if you're gonna get drafted by the Patriots, I'll give you a shot. You know, late rounds, undrafted. He's one of those guys. Darius Slayton's another one. Wide receiver for the Giants. Golden Tate's good. Sterling Shepard's good. But, you know, who who knows if they're going to be the ones sticking around. And Darius Slayton has 4-3 speed. He can make big catches. I will give you a shot at the back end of my roster around my taxi. Uh, Dexter Williams. We had Doug on last week. He We, you know, he was not happy at our Aaron Jones takes, you know. If Dexter Williams is a guy that can stay healthy and he has a shot in an offense with Aaron Rodgers, which defenses, I got news for you, Dexter Williams, not going to be looking at you. They're going to be looking at Aaron Rodgers. So he could get some easy points there. Um, can, we jump reach, back to, can we jump back to one real quick? Yep, shoot. D- Darius Slayton is a guy that if you can put him on the on your – you got like a, like a two-year taxi type window. He's a guy that, that I, I really like um, – I think he could be the heir apparent to Golden Tate there, like the slot receiver guy. I love I love his speed, a uh, little bit of grit. They don't have a lot invested in him, so he could be gone quick. But if you're looking to spend some UDFA money, or you got like a couple of extra fifth round picks from pre- previous trades, Dar- Darius Slayton's a nice guy to uh, to throw a chip on. Uh, my biggest reach, and it'll be no surprise, he was my wide receiver one pre-draft. That's Hakeem Butler. I took him. Two days after the NFL draft, I I regret it a little bit because I would uh, Paris Campbell was on the board and I would much prefer Paris Campbell now. But I took Hakeem Butler at one ten. He and it was just you know he was my wide receiver one pre draft. I'm gonna trust my scouting. Did it backfire? Yeah, I regret it. I would have taken Paris Campbell. I would. I wish I would have taken Paris Campbell. I tried to trade for Paris Campbell. You think it worked, Randy? No, but you know we're gonna call that one a crime of uh, a crime of passion. You love Hakeem <laughs> Butler. <laughs> I do love Hakeem Butler. Um, yeah, I didn't. I try not to reach a lot. That was a big one for sure. I got Daryl Henderson at two hundred nine. That felt good. That made me feel good. You have a better steal than that to wrap it up. I don't really have any better steals, honestly. Um. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside at 301, if you want to call that. It's a little worse than yours. Uh, by one. So yeah. I, I really like that. I mean, like I said, for a guy that you got, like, the 25th player off the board who I've seen go as high as 109, 110, I think you're doing it right. Jeez. Yeah, that's – I mean, you know, I'll take that, I mean, especially he, if they went th- in that, the first like that. But but when you see these guys, like, if you get someone that, that would, you know, g- give you a trade up – for a guy like that, you just bought equity. That's all that you did. You know, it's like it's like buying a house in like a so-so neighborhood to then in six months to a year, that neighborhood becomes like the trendiest one in your town. And then the price of your property just went up based on the fact of, of where it's at. And that's what you've done with J.J. Arshiga Whiteside. You got him at 301. You know, his current ADPs are in a 1QB non-tight end premium. He's like around one... 110 to 109 to 112. 
So you just earned a round and not to say a half, but just over a round of equity, and all you did was draft a guy. I, th- that's a win. That, my friend, is a win. That is a win. So let's speak of the win. So we got to segue this real quick because we've only got a little bit of time left. We got to get these people on about their Wednesday. They only got so long for lunch, Jerry. They're not like you. They're not like uh, they're not in charge. You're out there running stuff. But the listener league, I tell you what, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, if this old heart could talk. I'm so pr- I'm so proud. Now I can only see three rounds. I ha- I have not had full access, and yes, I still know there's another listener league to go down. Uh, it's about two thirds full. We still need a few more. So if you're interested, go to iTunes, leave a five star review, and in that review, you can say nice words about me or Jerry, uh, like Big Dog, who's in the in the league with you guys, or the fan of the hour. But leave your Twitter handle so Jerry and I can follow you. DM you, and we'll get you in the second listener league with me. There's already a couple other guys lined up. But uh, I just want to run through this real quick, the first two rounds, uh, in order. I really won't mention every owner by name, but you know who you are. It went Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. at the 106, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes was the first QB. This is Superflex tight end premium. Patrick Mahomes, then David Johnson, Joe Mixon at the 110, Juju, rounding out round one is Devontae Adams. Round two, kicking it off, was Andrew Luck, Todd Gurley. Man, in a startup, Todd Gurley has slipped to round two. Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, Baker Mayfield at the 205. Melvin Gordon, Deshaun Watson, Julio Jones, 209, uh, the second tight end off the board. Kittle, 210, Nick Chubb, 211, Wentz. And 212 was my man of the hour. Jerry took Russell Wilson. You had to get a QB. They were going kind of hot. So I Jer- wanted Carson Wentz too, and I got sniped right before by FF down under. Damn it, Lewis. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, so, tell me about the first couple of rounds. What was the feel? Was the vibe good? Uh, like I said, I did not see one roster. Where I was like, dear God, I would hate to inherit that. Now, the I mean, the first round was tough because we had you know we had a few guys leave. We had replace a few guys because they all wanted to play as a group so it was it was a cluster there was a few trades um uh lewis made a trade with maddie ice it was it was it was eventful they were very active the chat the chat is still active it's it blows up all the time super fun which i was super happy about especially with all the drama that ensued within that first round um but yeah running backs went hot and heavy when when Matt traded up to get Christian McCaffrey at 102, I was like, okay, we got we're cooking with fire here. And Patrick Mahomes falling to 108 in a super flex. I thought that was a little crazy. I thought that was crazy. You know, if it was me, I probably would have taken him 102 or 103. So it was that was a good get. And honestly, uh, that's Larry Monkey's team. He's got a really good team. I, I I was looking at it earlier. He's got a young team. He's got a good team. I'll be looking for for a recap in, in total. Um, I, I'll let you chime in. Um, my favorites, because um, I am Memphis, I can be a little bit boring. Uh, I like a little sizzle, but I prefer a lot more steak. Uh, my, my favorite team was the Asian Sensation. He was my 1A. Lewis was my 1B. Um, but the Asian Sensation with David Johnson, Travis Kelsey, and Jerry Goff, those are, those are three of my absolute favorites. I think DJ is going to be a monster this year. And and did a little research, and this is a very small sample size, but I was in nine leagues last year. In those nine leagues, the champion, the person who took home the ship, the hardware and the cache, that person either had Travis Kelsey, had Zach Ertz, or had George Kittle. The only one that didn't was last week's guest, Doug Eddy, who won the UDPL without one of those big three. But those big three tight ends, whether it's regular tight end format or tight end premium format, those guys are primo. So I love that pick, which is that's what made uh, uh, Zach Ertz my steal of the first three rounds because that's what I was able to see in the picture by Bozak. I I, I like that one. Um, The reach of the draft goes to you. I give you the reach of the draft with Antonio Brown. At three zero one, and I only did that because he's gonna hate, hate, hate. Hey, uh, call me a hater, but you passed on Stephon Diggs and Keenan Allen. I would have much rather have had those one of those two guys at three zero one. But I know you're an AB guy because we're in a couple. I am an AB guy. We're, we're we're a couple of guys. So, but you know that's part of the thing. 
Um, only only so many ships and cash and trophies get passed out, so um, you might as well have some fun while you're competing. Uh, a couple other ones, uh, busts or bad moves, and I really put none. I am, again, super proud of you guys. I think you guys are all having a good draft. I can't wait to see the final rosters. And then I have a, a, a special dual blue collar award you know this is just a lunch pail team you put on your hard hat you go to work it doesn't look that sexy but you know what these are all guys that produce and uh i think they get overlooked because they're both top five of that that their position but that was uh kyle smith he took michael thomas in the first round back that up with uh melvin gordon and then in the third round got aaron Rodgers as his qb1 i, I just really to give you a, a little little secret outside of school a little secret sauce his, his his next two picks were ty hilton and josh jacobs too oh so 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 my man came to play yes he came to play uh yeah kyle is uh he's he's a bit quieter i i know kyle he's in a uh, another league with me um but he uh he's he's a quieter uh he's a, a silent assassin and then i've never been in a league with maddie ice he's just a loyal listener um he went mixing and evans and then back that up with Carryon Johnson. Uh, he he actually traded up for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Lewis, okay. Lewis had Mixon. Oh, okay. So, so he went Christian McCaffrey, Mike Evans, Carryon. Okay, so then I I, I give a, a Lewis a bit of a, of a of a hard hat team. Again, I will check these out. Jerry, what other good things can can you tell these people about the listener league? Uh, it's super fun. Uh, just review because you're going to want to be in it with Randy. I am going to co-own it during the draft just so I can see the chat. Because it, it has been really fun to see everybody. Everybody's razzing everybody at once. So, uh, Larry is currently on vacation in, where is he at? Turks and Caicos, which I don't know where that is. I know it's a beautiful island. I believe I it's wish in the Caribbean. It's got, yeah. it's got aqua blue water and uh, uh, some of the, the best views in the world. So, he gave his cell phone in the chat in case, you know, he takes too long and Maddie ice called him while he was on vacation. <laughs> and it's just, it's been funny. He's been sending us pictures and everything. So it's been a good time. Uh, uh, yeah, I will say this, that that's the one thing about this is, uh, if the chat's not going, I'll be throwing as in throwing your ass out of our league, because that's part of the fun. You're supposed to be making new friends. Um, th this is the kind of thing where if you're in, a, in another league and you have someone orphan a thing. If you do right by people, and, and the whole time zone thing, I get it. You know, I did a uh, I did a draft with G and AJ uh, last year after the Super Bowl when we did that IDP league. And you, you just got to be patient with people, and that's part of the fun. Too many times we get in a hurry to rush, 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 rush through these drafts, and then it's over. And then what? So you know, enjoy it. Take your time. Kick back. Relax. And remember, you're hanging out with the homies. Jerry, anything else about the Listener League that uh, that you want to share with the listeners before we get going? No, it's fun. It's been it's been a weird draft for me, like I said earlier, taking weird people. I got a couple of your guys, though. I got oh. Austin Hooper on the team. I got Love Terry it. McLaren on the team. Love it. Uh, Austin Hooper is the... Uh, is the most I got Gary Jennings too, so let's add another guy from Randy's repertoire. Ah, uh, Team Memphis. I, I will tell you, I will just continue to stick by Austin Hooper. All I can tell you is he's a 24 year old tight end with an with an ascending stat profile. Uh, 24 years old. He's basically been everything that draft Knicks wanted Hunter Henry to be, minus the injuries. So I'll take uh, Hooper at his discounted price and not pay for the name value and the injury history with Hunter Henry. Well, listen, guys. Uh, Jerry, what do you think we got left? I mean, maybe three or four, five-ish spots left in my league? Yeah, probably about that. So I, 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 I can think of like six guys right off the top of my head plus me. So that's at least seven. But there's five more. Again, go to iTunes. Don't ask me why iTunes. It's just how stuff works. <laughs> you go over there. You leave that five-star in the comments. Leave your Twitter handle. I will find you. I look every day. Once I find you, if the league's not full, I will add you to the league. And if you do so, if we do so many reviews that the leagues get full, we will add you to the first alternate list should someone orphan their team. But listen... On behalf of Jerry, please check out the Patreon page. It's Dynast. It's excuse me. It's Patreon.com/slash/DynastyWarzone. Check out our homies over at the traf at the TrophySmack.com and DynastyFootballFactory.com. Dynasty Football Network. What am I missing, Jerry? Did, did I not plug anything? Um, no, I think you plugged us pretty well. 
Uh, there's a let's see, there's an IDP rookie report over at DFF if you want to check that out. If you are a lost puppy looking for your way home, like I do in IDP leagues, that's my go-to. Absolutely. Again, no one's an expert on everything, but I like to dabble in a little bit of everything. You know, I've got one Debbie league I consider you to be, and I'm not putting you over because you're here, but you're a really talented guy as it relates to Debbies and, and, and rookies, and you were very helpful in that one rookie draft. Um, I, I didn't mention this, but we picked up Eno Benjamin and um, Coral. Is that how you corral? Coral? Quarterback out of Ole Miss? Got yeah, a, I, good, I mean, he's Mississippi, so who knows how oh, you say it, that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it could be like, 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 like <laughs> French or something. But I guess he's got like an Uncle, Uncle Rico arm. He can throw the football over the mountains. Uh, but yeah, Jerry helped me with that. And then I have one IDP league. And you know, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to, to learn more about football, the defensive side of the ball. So, so check all that out. Check out our friends at the DynastyFootballFactory.com. And so... If Jerry got nothing else, I ain't got nothing else. Mm-mm. We'll check you out next week. Thanks for listening, and we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Talk to you later.